Time is so fleeting, life so very transient. God's word compares it to a vapor, James 4.14. Whereas ye know not what shall be on the morrow, for what is your life? It is even a vapor that appeareth for a little time, and then vanisheth away. Consider Psalms 90, verse 9. For all our days are passed away in thy wrath. We spend our years as a tale that is told. Once upon a time lived me and you. Not very flattering, is it? But God's plan of salvation terminates this gloomy prospect once and for all. Transforming this vapor, this tale that is told, into eternal, everlasting, never-ending glory is the marvel of all marvels. I love what a brother observed when he said, If you add a billion years to eternity, it gets no longer. And if you subtract a billion, it gets no shorter. Forever is just flat forever, and we, the born again, are the heirs of this unparalleled promise. God directs his children to redeem time. We can buy back time, this life's vapor, and convert it to eternal glory. Ephesians 5:15 and 16, See then that ye walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. This ability to redeem time is a miracle of miracles, and it begins at the place Jesus calls born again. Here we pass through the gates of eternal promise, and we can bring folks with us. As the redeemed pursue the cross of Christ, they affect others, drawing them unto salvation in a myriad of ways. The children of God eat unto the glory of God, work and play unto the glory of God, and sleep unto the glory of God. This is time redemption. The born again live unto the eternal glory of God. Have you been born again? Born a very real second time? Will today be the day you begin to redeem your remaining time? In just a moment, I will invite you to follow me in a simple prompt. And if you do, everything will begin anew for you. Today, the blood of Christ will cleanse you of all sin and its deadly shame. Today, all of Satan's bondages will be broken. The bigger, the better. Today, you will be pristine, clean, and fully free. Today, your soul is in your own hand. Make your decision for Jesus Christ now. Here comes the prompt. Ready? Click on the Further with Jesus for childlike instructions and immediate entry into the kingdom of God. Now for today's subject. God said, Isaiah 7, verse 15, Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. God said, Mark 16, verse 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Man said, Eat, drink, and be merry. Do what pleasures you and what you can get away with. There's no God or eternal punishment, so enjoy. Now the record. Welcome to God Said, Man Said, feature 1032, that will once again certify the supernatural, inerrant veracity of God's Holy Bible. All of these faith-building features are archived here in texting, streaming audio, for the enrichment of the saints, and as a platform from which to convince the gainsayers. Every Thursday Eve, God willing, they grow by one. Thank you for coming. Grace and peace be multiplied unto you and your home. There is no rock like our rock. 
There is no Savior like our Savior, Jesus Christ, the only begotten Son of God. And there is no book like our book. Every jot and every tittle in your authorized King James Version of the Bible is the God's truth. Embrace it with your might and full surrender, with your ear bowed down to the ground, and its marvels will open to you. How absolutely glorious it is, or better said, how absolutely glorious he is. Revelation 19.13 speaks of Jesus Christ, and he was clothed with a vesture dipped in blood, and his name is called the Word of God. This feature, feature number 45 of the Undeniable Proof series, will host God Proofs 331 to 335. God willing, when we reach God Proof 350, we will stop and address the newest discoveries that are certifying the Holy Book. In a while, we'll return to add 50 more God Proofs. Most of this information you are reading currently resides on God Said Man Said's website, but you'll also see some new first-time discoveries. These proofs are offered up in a relatively short, succinct, and convincing excerpts. If you want more detail, you can visit the original God Said Man Said feature. Children of God need never to be intimidated by pseudoscience, carnaldom's academics, so-called theologians, and their fake news. We are truly standing on the rock of ages and the rock for all eternity. Here we go. God Proof 331. When God's perfect word is mocked, ignored, and rejected, confusion of face is the result. Daniel 9, 7, and 8. O Lord, righteousness belongeth unto thee, but unto us confusion of faces as at this day. To the men of Judah and to the inhabitants of Jerusalem and unto all Israel that are near and that are far off through all the countries whither thou hast driven them because of their trespass that they have trespassed against thee. O Lord, to us belongeth confusion of face to our kings, to our princes, and to our fathers because we have sinned against thee. The headline in the January-February 2019 issue of AFA Journal reads, New York City designates third gender option. The one-paragraph article reads, As of January 1, New York City natives will be able to change genders on their official birth certificates from male or female to X, a non-binary identity category. In early October 2018, Mayor Bill de Blasio signed the ordinance into law. Known as the Gender Marker Bill, the ordinance makes it easier for one to change genders legally by simply submitting a personal affidavit rather than a letter from a physician or an affidavit from a health care provider, end of quote. The world's children no longer know whether they're boys or girls or which bathroom to use. Evil has become good. Isaiah 5, verse 20, Woe unto them that call evil good and good evil, that put darkness for light and light for darkness, that put bitter for sweet and sweet for bitter. Judgment is knocking at the door. God Proof 332. God's Word states that meditation will make you wiser than your enemies and of better understanding than the world's wisest. Psalms 119, verses 97 through 100. Oh, how love I thy law! It is my meditation all the day. Thou, through thy commandments, hast made me wiser than mine enemies, for they are ever with me. I have more understanding than all my teachers, for thy testimonies are my meditation. I understand more than the ancients, 
because I keep thy precepts. The headline on thefieldguide.com reads, Harvard unveils MRI study proving meditation literally rebuilds the brain's gray matter in eight weeks. Excerpts from the article follow. Test subjects taking part in an eight-week program of mindfulness meditation showed results that astonished even the most experienced neuroscientist at Harvard University. Sue McGreevy of MGH writes, Previous studies from Lasers Group and others found structural differences between the brains of experienced meditation practitioners and individuals with no history of meditation, observing thickening of the cerebral cortex in areas associated with attention and emotional integration. But those investigations could not document that those differences were actually produced by meditation. Until now, that is. The participants spent an average of 27 minutes per day practicing mindfulness exercises. And this is all it took to stimulate a major increase in gray matter density in the hippocampus, the part of the brain associated with self-awareness, compassion, and introspection. It is fascinating to see the brain's plasticity in that, by practicing meditation, we can play an active role in changing the brain and can increase our well-being and quality of life, says Britta Holzel, first author of the paper and a research fellow of MGH in Gießen University in Germany. Other studies in the different uh, patient populations have shown that meditation can make significant improvements in a variety of symptoms, and we are now investigating the underlying mechanisms in the brain that facilitate this change, end of quote. Psalms chapter 1, verses 1 through 3. Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly, nor standeth in the way of sinners, nor sitteth in the seat of the scornful, but his delight is in the law of the Lord, and in his law doth he meditate day and night, and he shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water, that bringeth forth his fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper." Thousands of years before science begins to understand, God was there with instruction that only the Creator could know. God Proof 333 In the Bible, there is a process of mind renewal that addresses today's latest discoveries in neuroplasticity. On the Health and Science page of the April 12, 2019 issue of the week, the headline reads, Our Regenerating Brain. Excerpts follow. For decades, neuroscientists have argued over whether or not humans can make new neurons after their brains stop developing in adolescence. Now a team of Spanish scientists have found evidence that we do keep making fresh neurons well into our 90s, reports BBC.com. I believe we would be generating new neurons as long as we need to learn new things, says co-author Maria Lawrence Martin from the Autonomous University of Madrid. And that occurs during every single second of our life. End of quotes. Romans 12, 2. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind, that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. Nearly 2,000 years ago, the scriptures clearly teach a transforming process of the renewing of the mind. Welcome aboard, science. The children have been here all the time.
God proof 334. The word of God is always to be taken literally. Literal spiritual or literal physical in the switch is readily apparent. A prophecy concerning Jesus Christ is found in Isaiah 7, 14 and 15. Therefore, the Lord himself shall give you a sign. Behold, a virgin shall conceive and bear a son and shall call his name Emmanuel. Butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. A virgin shall conceive and bear a son is a literal truth. Skeptics and Satan's theologians rail upon this truth, but not authentic believers. All of Christ's apostles gave their lives for this virgin-born Messiah, with the exception of Brother John, who died of old age. Of course, this was after they tried to boil him in oil. When they were unsuccessful, John was then exiled to the prison island of Patmos. While exiled, John penned the book of Revelation. The idea that Jesus was virgin-born did not escape his adversaries. One historian says of the devil's brood, they called our Savior Mary's bastard. For nearly 2,000 years, they have been paying for their blasphemy. Virgin-born? Of course. Isaiah seven fifteen: butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. Could it be literal? Could eating raw honey and butter improve moral cognitive abilities, allowing one to know to refuse the evil and choose the good? As you should suspect, God's word will be fully vindicated, and those who apply the directives found within will reap the benefits of doing the right thing. Does raw butter and raw honey literally affect the brain and its decision-making capabilities? Yes. Thousands of years before today's science arrives in the headlines of their publications, God's word is already there, and God's children enjoy the benefits of obedience. A patchwork of articles follows on the subjects of raw honey and butter. The headline from JehovahJireFarm.com reads, Raw Honey and Its Abilities to Improve Brain Function. Much of the feature follows. Another food that we produce here on the farm that is important for school students for success in school is raw honey. On the containers of raw honey that we sell here on the farm, Joel has this quote, Butter and honey shall he eat that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good, Isaiah 7.15. In Barnes' Bible commentary, commentator Barnes expresses what most people think. As this translation now stands, it is unintelligible. It would seem from this that his eating butter and honey would contribute to his knowing good and evil, but this cannot be the meaning. But what I have found in my research is that milk and honey can have an effect on a person's brain and the brain's ability to function properly. Here are some pieces of the puzzle that I have been able to put together recently. I did a Google search for calcium brain. What I found is that calcium is used by the brain cells to conduct the electrical signal using protein ions. Nitrogen, protein, is an electrolyte and conducts electricity in a liquid. Each brain cell has to have calcium in it for the electrical signal to work. Calcium is an alkaline, earth metal, and conducts electricity. The protein ions conduct the electrical signal from one brain cell to another to communicate messages. If there is not enough calcium, the brain will not function properly. If there is not enough protein, the brain will not function properly. 
Raw milk is an important source of calcium and, as such, is an important food for brain function. So, yes, milk can be a food that makes a person uh, make wise choices. I also learned that honey helps the body to absorb calcium. Therefore, eating both milk and honey together helps the brain to assimilate and use calcium properly. The brain needs the calcium in order for it to make wise choices and decisions. One interesting piece of research that I found was on calcium and the effect of calcium on the honeybee in memory and learning. They found that calcium is crucial for long-term memory in honeybees. When honeybees were deprived of calcium, they were not able to remember their food source. Within three days after receiving calcium, the bees were able to again learn and remember their food source, end of quote. Milk products, like butter, are heavy calcium sources, and honey helps the body absorb the calcium. The combination is important. BrainFacts.org writes, Calcium doesn't just make your bones strong. It's a crucial element in how the cells in your brain communicate. As an electrical signal speeds down the axon, it opens pores that let calcium ions rush into the cell. The high calcium concentrations let the neuron know that it's time to release its neurotransmitters, the chemical messages neurons use to communicate with each other, end of quote. Butter is high in cholesterol, and so is the brain. The following paragraphs are from the God Said, Man Said feature, Just One Book in Trans-Fat Pandemic. Pat Shannon published an article in the Free Press newspaper dealing with trans-fat butter debate. Excerpts of his article follows. There seems to be a lot of question about which healthy spread should be used to replace butter. One says, I can't believe it's not butter. Well, I can't. Since the word is finally spreading about the harmful nature of trans fat, margarine has been officially declared as a substance to be avoided. In its place have rushed countless other butter alternatives which do not contain hydrogenated fats. But now that refined vegetable oils, additives, and preservatives are coming under fire, it leaves the question, what in the world can we spread on our toast? The answer is simple and natural. Go back to butter. Butter is filled with essential vitamins and antioxidants in their most natural and absorbable state. Butter is actually a better source of vitamin A than carrots, especially for people who have trouble converting the beta carotene in carrots into vitamin A. You can also find vitamin E and selenium in butter. These, along with vitamin A, actually protect the heart from free radical damage, which is a factor in weakened arteries. On the other hand, fabricated spreads are filled with rancid and refined vegetable oils that cause free radical damage. Low-fat diets are often recommended for children, even though these diets have been linked to failure to thrive, as published in Pediatrics in March of 1994. Low-fat diets, which remove butter from children's lives, may be cutting out their only source of absorbable, absorbable, excuse me, uh, absorbable vitamin A. Several excerpts follow from a feature printed in March of 2007 from Harvard Health Publishing that detail cholesterol and its function in the brain. The brain has a higher cholesterol content than any other organ. In fact, about 25% of the body's cholesterol is found in this small organ, which accounts for less than 2% of the body's weight. Most of the cholesterol is in the myelin sheaths that surround the axons of nerve cells, protecting the cells 
and facilitating the speedy transmission of the electrical impulses that govern thought, movement, and sensation. The brain is highly dependent on cholesterol, but its cholesterol metabolism is unique. More research is needed to sort this out, but even now, investigations of HDL cholesterol and mental function have consistently reported that high levels appear to help preserve mental function in older people, end of quotes. The HealthImprovementCenter.com published the following two paragraphs under the heading Butter and Your Brain. Every cell membrane requires saturated fat, and even more importantly, your brain is made up of 60% fat. That makes it even more important to ensure you are getting enough fat in your diet to have healthy cells and a sharp mind. In fact, there has been significant research in the benefits of including saturated fat and reduction of Alzheimer's disease, dementia, and age-related cognitive decline, end of quote. Eating healthy can make you smarter, declares an article published by Nectahive.com. Several paragraphs from that article follow. Honey, especially active healing honey, has many health benefits. It has natural antimicrobial properties and can help to treat wounds and burns. But did you also know that honey can make you smarter? Researchers have found that pinocembrin, which is extracted from honey and other plants, has many neuroprotective effects. This means that it has properties that protect brain and nerve cells from damage. Studies into the positive effects of honey on patients with conditions that affect the brain are an exciting area of research. Conditions include strokes, Alzheimer's disease, and Parkinson's disease. So, honey can have a beneficial effect on the health of our brains as we age. But another interesting area of research is the relationship between honey and how smart we are. Cognition is a measure of how well we learn new things through thinking, experiencing, and sensing things in our environment. Studies have found that penosembrin can enhance cognition by protecting brain cell structure. So far, these studies have only been done on animals, but the science is looking promising. The antioxidants in honey are known to help improve our memory, too. They do this by counteracting the effects of oxidative stress. Oxidative stress is caused by free radicals stressing the cells of the body. Reducing oxidative stress helps to improve a poor memory. Having a better memory helps us to learn and retain information more effectively. End of quotes. In March 2015, ResearchGate.net printed an abstract from the PubMed addressing penosembrin, and it reads in part, Penosembrin is a natural flavonoid compound extracted from honey, propolis, ginger roots, wild marjoram, and other plants. In preclinical studies, it has shown anti-inflammatory and neuroprotective effects, as well as the ability to reduce reactive oxygen species, protect the blood-brain barrier, modulate mitochondrial function, and regulate apoptosis, which means cell death. Strange words and strong claims set the enemies of the cross of Christ into a tizzy. But remember, wrangle as they do, they never win, never. Butter and honey, the secret to making the right choices. God's word is true and righteous altogether, all the time. It is a place to build a life that will last forever, end of quote. God proof 335, Mark 16, 17, and 18. 
And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. They shall take up serpents. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. They shall lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. This God-proof will address a highly polarizing subject, the baptism in the Holy Ghost and speaking in unknown tongues. Several weeks prior to the publishing of this feature, U.S. President Donald J. Trump nominated Federal Appeals Court Judge Amy Coney Barrett to replace the seat on the U.S. Supreme Court left vacant by the deceased Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg. What does this have to do with the baptism of the Holy Ghost and speaking in unknown tongues? The following sentence is from the October 2, 2020 feature in the week, page 16. Barrett and her husband belong to a relatively obscure, charismatic Catholic group called People of Praise, which believes in divine healing, prophecy, and speaking in tongues, end of quote. According to many in the Christian faith, speaking in tongues is not for today, and those that practice speaking in tongues belong to fringe groups, many of which are mentally unstable. God Said, Man Said has dealt with speaking in tongues in the Holy Ghost series. For more in-depth information, visit that series. If you have not received the baptism in the Holy Ghost, like they did on the day of Pentecost, where they spoke in other tongues, visit the series. During Feature 5, be sure you are alone and expect your miracle. It is imperative that you follow the whole series in order without skipping. First, the baptism of the Holy Ghost is most certainly for today, and it is not practiced by lunatic fringe groups. In fact, estimates show that as many as one out of four Christians speaks in tongues. The God Said, Man Said feature speaking in tongues in the Supreme Court reports the following. The Holy Ghost is called the Comforter and brings peace, John fourteen twenty six and 27. But the Comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father will send in my name, he shall teach you all things and bring all things to your remembrance whatsoever I have said unto you. Peace I leave with you. My peace I give unto you, not as the world giveth give I unto you. Let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Keep these verses in mind as you read the next excerpt from the Dana Foundation article. If glossolalia is partially voluntary, but does not affect the brain like concentrative meditation, then what exactly does it do? In a 2011 report in the American Journal of Human Biology, biological anthropologist Christopher Lynn and co-workers at the University of Albany, SUNY, defined uh, glossolalia uh, as an embodied pattern of religious behavior with biological outcomes and tentatively demonstrated that one of those outcomes may be the reduction of biological stress. Lynn's team found that glossolalia was associated with both a reduction and circulatory cortisol and enhancements and alpha amylase enzyme activity, two common biomarkers of stress reduction that can be measured in saliva. Cortisol is a stress hormone responsible for the familiar stress response known as the flight-or-fight reaction. Alpha amylase is an arousal enzyme that is sensitive to quick environmental changes and involves adrenaline release in the sympathetic nervous system. Lynn's study of 52 Pentecostals in 
New York's Hudson Valley, found that the experience of glossolalia dampened reactions to normal daily stressors. I was comparing both biomarkers on Sunday and Monday because I wanted to see if people with more glossolalia experience would have less reactive nervous systems, and though their experience had caused them to be less anxious people in the face of stress, as meditation is reputed to do, Lynn said. On Sunday, Lynn found that cortisol levels were high for all churchgoers in the study as expected. On Monday, Lynn said, I predicted people with more glossolalia experience would have lower cortisol, which they generally did. Amylase is a little more difficult to interpret, but the higher rate of amylase among those with more glossolalia experience on Monday is interpreted as greater stability. As for glossolalia, Lynn notes that religion has been referred to as a super stimulator, exploiting numerous basic cognitive mechanisms in a synergistic way, end of quote. The following several paragraphs are from a November 7, 2016 article in the New York Times entitled, A Neuroscientific Look at Speaking in Tongues. The amazing thing was how the brain images supported people's interpretation of what was happening said Dr. Andrew B. Newberg, leader of the study team, which included Donna Morgan, Nancy Wintering, and Mark Waldman. The way they describe it and what they believe is that God is talking through them, he said. Miss Morgan, a co-author of the study, was also a research subject. She is a born-again Christian who says she considers the ability to speak in tongues as a gift. You're aware of your surroundings, she said. You're not really out of control. But you have no control over what's happening. You're just flowing. You're in a realm of peace and comfort, and it's a fantastic feeling. Contrary to what uh, may be common perception, studies suggest that people who speak in tongues rarely suffer from mental problems. A recent study of nearly 1,000 evangelical Christians in England found those who engaged in the practice were more emotionally stable than those who did not, end the quote. The final paragraphs was published by Communion with God Ministries. According to Health Benefits of Speaking in Tongues, Dr. Mark Verkler, the science also shows that speaking in tongues considerably raises the immune system. Dr. Carl Peterson, M.D., conducted a study in ORU in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Being a brain specialist, he was doing research on the relationship between the brain and praying or speaking in tongues. He found that as we pray in the Spirit or worship in the Spirit, our heavenly language, the brain releases two chemical secretions that are directed into our immune systems, giving a 35 to 40 percent boost to the immune system. This promotes healing within our bodies. Amazingly, this research is triggered from a part of the brain that has no other apparent activity in humans and is only activated by our spirit-led prayer and worship. End of quote. These are the final days, and they will be exceedingly dark. It is a comfort to know that the baptism in the Holy Ghost is more, exceedingly more, than a match. End of quotes. God's word is true and righteous altogether. It really is a place to build a life that will last forever. God said, Isaiah 7, verse 15, Butter and honey shall he eat, that he may know to refuse the evil and choose the good. 
God said, Mark 16, verse 17, And these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name shall they cast out devils. They shall speak with new tongues. Man said, Eat, drink, and be merry. Do what pleasures you and what you can get away with. There's no God or eternal punishment, so enjoy. Now you have the record.